know, it's weird doing a show now for all the people we just hang out with for the last 30 minutes. <laughs> Another sold-out giant arena show for comedy oh. film nerds. I don't know. I think there's 100,000 people at this yeah. room. I think that th- this, is, this is insane. This is almost as many people as it would come to a Whistling Bane show. That is um, true. Free the- bird. <laughs> this, is a, this is a huge deal for us. This is our first ever live podcast. On an island. On an island. <laughs> outside of North America. Outside of North America. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've, never, we've only done it in the mainland. So this is, uh, this is cool. And so thank you guys so much. we didn't so have much. to change any currency? Yeah, it was great. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, we're not those dumb tourists who are like, hey, do you, what's, what language do you speak here? Is there a McDonald's? Do you put pineapple on your Big Macs? Um, do I have to declare this? <laughs> actually, the apple. I had to declare my apple. Yeah, did you? Um, yeah, you didn't do the, the agriculture thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, how'd we, you guys you sneak in here? Yeah. What'd you guys... Well, we did. We came on a, um, in the cargo hold of a ship. <laughs> on a ship. Uh, ended up at the Disney Resort. Wow, I, uh... that's weird. <laughs> Oh, there's sirens going off in the background. Yeah. This is exciting, folks. We are here at uh, Hawaiian Brian's in beautiful Honolulu, Hawaii. Come on now. How about it? Amazing. Woo! Um, this is so fun, you know, that, that we're here. Um, we're going to have a couple guests on who uh, help. We've got giveaways. We've, we've got, got all gi- sorts of stuff. We've got everything. We've got everything. First, um, we brought the four-star treatment to Hawaii. We did. We really did. We brought it all. Um, we're very excited. And... Uh, this is, by the way, this is uh, CFN episode 194. Sure. Halfway to 388, yeah. folks. That's yes. <laughs> uh, you know what? Diehard fans. I'm, Those are inside jokes for the diehard fans. I, I'm double checking that now to make sure we got the uh, number right. Yeah. No, I did the math on that. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. That's a third of the way to 582, folks. Wow. <laughs> 582, right around the corner, you nice. guys. We're gonna have such a great 582 party. I think we're. Yep. I think we're gonna go to Guam for the 582 party. We should. Yeah, we, we are. Should. Yeah, yeah. Guam or maybe one of the Fijian islands. Yeah. Do I have to change my currency? Yeah, there he is. <laughs> Guam, no. Uh, Fiji, yes. All right, fair enough. Have you ever been outside of uh, <laughs> <laughs> the mainland, Chrissy's? Um, How about Alaska? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, Alaska, you have to change your currency into whale fat. Um, yeah. They do, they do it and all. And they there. make you go crabbing, don't they? they make, yes, yes, no. yes. And if you survive, you get your money back. Yeah, that's great. Okay. It's a weird system they Alaska's have Alaska's amazing. Yeah. Um, so uh, we got a great show uh, here for you guys tonight. Uh, first of all, we need to – well, first, I just want to – everybody listening at home – um, thank you to everybody who came out to see uh, myself and Doug Benson last week in Orlando. That was those were fun shows. We appreciate all of that. Um, and we want to, of course, talk about uh, uh, many people uh, listening have ordered um, Whistling Bane shirts. So uh, Chris and I are currently in Hawaii, so we cannot fill those orders. So you're going to have to. So please be patient. A few more days. A few more days. But most of you ordered um, the cheaper mailing anyway, so you shouldn't be that surprised. Yeah, that's what that's yeah. <laughs> That's what you get for going media mail. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll ship those out next week, you guys. Uh, today is uh, currently, what is it? Hawaii Day. Hawaii Day, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we did television this morning. We were on Hawaii we News Now, yes. which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Which was so fun. Uh, do- we were on two affiliates at the same time. Yeah, this, you guys are great. That it's like, I've never been to a, a TV station that was like, 
ABC or CBS or NBC. You know, like all you combined. Guys, all of them. And somehow you've made it that neither affiliate knows about the other one. <laughs> it, was, it was unbelievable. It's like they're turning over pillows every time an executive comes in. <laughs> <I was, laughs> oh, you work there? Oh, Ben. You were yeah. the guy that was supposed to pick Chris up this morning and forgot. Yeah. It's such a great uh, Hawaiian experience for Chris. He was supposed yeah. to get picked up this morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> Ride never showed up? Yeah. And I get the text. Are you on your way? I'm like, no, never showed up. I'm like, oh, he got the time wrong. Oh, is that Hawaiian for overslept? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a big difference between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., it turns out. Yeah. Um, so Chris literally, the, the producer of the show, was like, where's your, where's your co-host, Chris Mancini? I'm like, he's on his way. I guess there was really bad traffic and literally showed up. You got there. Oh, I there. felt like a celebrity. It was great. I yeah. came right into the door, breezed in, did Sit the down. interview, breezed out. Yeah, Boom. It was just great. <laughs> joke, joke, plug, beat yep. it. Yep, so um, long, suckers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back to the Disney Resort. Yes. <laughs> That is amazing. Oh, I cut my toe on the coral reef there at the Disney Resort. I would think Disney would have sanded that shit down. Well, so that's what, got I mean, I mean that, that that's how great that story is. It's like it's a fake coral reef that it's they fake- made. So I actually cut my toe on a corporate coral reef. Is <laughs> <laughs> a coral all shaped like Mickey? Is it just like? Yeah, that's what. Yeah. Oh, and it's great. They have rules though. When you when you're putting the scuba gear on, they actually say you know you can't. You can't touch the fish. You can't um, kick. You can't knock anybody else out of the way. My favorite rule was <laughs> you can't eat the fish. And you know that wasn't in the original rules. <laughs> somebody, somebody from Louisiana just like, yeah, we're going to go yeah. spearfishing out there at the Disney Resort. Mmm, yeah. yellow one, tasty. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, is so there you, some Grizzly Adams dude yeah. that's just fucking grabbing I them? wanted to be at that resort the day before they added that rule. What happened <laughs> what? that they had to add that? And then, oh, the room, there's this, you know how like they have the lamps that are like shaped like Mickey Mouse? It's a decent lamp. It wouldn't shut off. So we, it was like, when it was like we couldn't find the light switch to shut the lamp off. So it turns out we had to insert another $1,000 for it to go off. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Disney. The security guard just yeah. comes up and goes, hello, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Your credit card's been declined. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, where, that's how this all happened. I was coming out here to do the stand-up show this Saturday, uh, and then Chris just said, hey, well, by the way, I'm going uh, to be there. I'm going to be there, too. I'm like, let's do let's it. Let's do it. Comedy Film Nerds Live. And that's Come on. How, and that's how Hawaiian Brian's happened. <laughs> yeah, that's how the whole, the whole venue was built. Yes. Was there where Chris is coming out with his family yeah. to cut his feet on fake coral. Yeah, and, should... and to enjoy the lobby for an extra hour this morning, <laughs> waiting for a ride. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so after after we did after we did TV, I said, Chris, just go back there and just wait in the lobby all goddamn day. That dude will eventually show up. <laughs> just such a great Hawaiian experience. And James uh James Mane, who's going to be on the show a little bit, uh, who helped put this all together, was like, hey, bro, sorry. That's Hawaiian time. Like, he did yeah, that's fine. Do you just use that for everything? Like... Yeah. What? You got caught cheating on your wife? Oh, Hawaiian time. It's Hawaiian time, time Sorry, man. What are you going to do? Know. Your mortgage is three months late. Oh, Hawaiian time, bro. Sorry. Um, which, uh, I'm growing said, macadamia nuts in the backyard. No, They're that's awesome. marijuana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's illegal. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> God, you could make a fortune here if you just sold trail mix and pot. <laughs> 
they okay. do. In one store. <laughs> it's just, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's called Maui. Yeah. Um, the whole, that's the whole island of Maui. It's just, I bought hemp clothing in when I was in Maui. It's awesome. It's, everything's made of hemp on that island. It's beautiful. Can you get scuba gear made of hemp? Yes, there's, there's hemp scuba gear. Wow. That's yeah, amazing. and it's just basically the snorkel is just like one big bong. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why they had to do the don't kill the fish because all these stoners were hungry and they're like, oh, I got a dead fish, bro. Boom, brought it back. Call back, folks. That's how it's done professionally for all you young comedians out there um, who work at TV stations and don't show up on time. <laughs> You're never getting over that. Oh, wait, him? He works there. Oh, you both have weird fucking creepy hillbilly beards. I couldn't tell which meth head was the guy that... Um... No, you work at the station. Okay, yeah, what do you do yeah. at the station? Master control operator. Master control operator. Mm, that's a PA. That's a, that's a, that's a grandiose title. That's well, what that sounds like. Which means you have to kill the control operator yeah. in Mortal Kombat to become the that's master gotta, control yeah. operator. To yeah. enter the control room, one leaf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how they do it. So what does that job entail exactly? <laughs> See, I knew you had it was a bullshit title. I knew it wasn't a real thing. <laughs> it's like beverage supervisor. No. Wow. Oh, like in Lost. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you work in the hatch. <laughs> the numbers are bad. The numbers are bad. <laughs> oh God. It's an NBC and CBS affiliate. The numbers yes. are bad. <laughs> Are awesome. We don't know which sitcom no one's watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! This is a fun show. Yeah. Um, all right. So what else? What other business we got to talk about? Oh, we got to do um, uh, Downcast. We got to do a sponsor. Downcast. Yeah, Downcast. As they'll be the sponsor for it in, uh, all of January. Amazing app for your phone. If you're a podcast fan, you got to get uh, Downcast, and it works in Hawaii. <laughs> Just not in the Disney resort. No. Like, <laughs> the goofy police are like, no. Um, does it work? That, that's the worst goofy impression ever. Yeah. That's a goofy when he's from high. China. Yeah. From China. That's a Chinese goofy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hello, I'm Goofy from China. I am. That's a dumb accent. So the Downcast app, folks. It's um, a, it does everything you want with podcasts. You can speed up, slow down. You could rate and rank your podcasts. And uh, again, you could put them in the order of your favorites right after Comedy Film Nerds. Yeah. You could put anything you want after that. If you try to rate a podcast other than ours as your favorite, it, the, it burns up your phone. It'll blow yeah. up your phone. <laughs> that's what happened to your phone. You yeah, were testing what, it. I was the testing on the way, it. Uh, yeah, man. When here. I flew, it was the craziest thing. I was getting text messages from my sister. My phone was fully charged. I get in the taxi to go to LAX to fly here. Phone died. Yeah. It just said, you're, you're done. And then, and then when you recovered the text, they actually said, don't use this phone. <laughs> don't use this phone. She sent me a bug. Yeah. Um, and then so I had to buy a new phone. Which I was testing Downcast, our sponsor. So we tied that in. Yep. <laughs> That's how you do a sponsor read, kids. Yeah. Boom. Bring it all back. Bring it back. The great thing now is it's available for all the uh, iOS devices, mm-hmm. Mac, everything. And that, that just launched in December, all of the uh, Mac devices. So check and that Apple, out. Guys. Anything Apple now, you can Downcast will work on it. If you're new to podcasting, some of you here maybe at the show are like, hey, what's a podcast? It just looks like two guys on a stool doing inside jokes for guys in weird beards. Um, And if that's the case, then you've nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's all podcasting is. Um, uh, we're just excited. Normally, we do this in Chris's garage, so we're just glad that we're outside. Yeah, it's um, pretty nice. It's it's exciting. So yeah, Downcast. You can you can go uh, get the app and and listen to your favorite shows and find mm-hmm. new podcasts if you're new to podcasting. So check that out. Also. Um, we've been talking about this, but it is definitely going to happen. We are going to do a Kickstarter campaign to raise money to do a, uh, a documentary on podcasting. Uh, we're going to launch that next week. Um, we already collected uh, or collected. We already shot some cool interviews from this last uh, Los Angeles podcast festival. Uh, we got some great interviews with uh, Aisha Tyler and Doug Benson and Mark Marin, Mark Marin, and and all these folks and some fans about talking what podcasting means to them. And so uh, we were just like, we're going to shoot a cool documentary. So you so. get a taste on Kickstarter what it'll be mm-hmm. like when because um, we have a whole plan for shooting. You'll see everything there. The great thing is we're keeping the rewards low, so you can help out just for like five bucks. Uh, mm-hmm. Although we prefer the ten thousand dollar one, five bucks is cool. Somewhere too. between yeah. five and ten grand. Yeah, folks. So that's uh, uh, that's what we're looking for. And there's great rewards. There's uh, you know everything from a copy of the film to uh, there's a party you could be invited mm-hmm. to, and then there's a couple tiers where we will actually come to your home and watch the movie with you when it's done. L.A. L.A. area only, please. Yeah. And you can't be a weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> We need we need photos and uh, yeah. of your home. We need home. documentation that you're not a weirdo. Yeah. And we need to be near a door that's open yeah. that we can run out of there in case you're like I'm a master controller. You know what I mean? Like we gotta we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get out of there so we don't get made into your lampshades or soup yeah. or whatever whatever crazy thing. Press this button <laughs> every three hours. I'm gonna make you press this button. Then I'm gonna wear your skin as a jacket. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> so the cool thing, of, yeah. So when this launches, uh, of course, go to uh, we'll put it on the the LAPodfest dot com website, the Podfest Facebook page, and the Comedy Film Nerds uh, Facebook page. Um, so you can start because that's That'll cool. Be thing. Next week we're gonna be, be next week, it. and mm-hmm. you know the greatest thing about podcasting is the connection to fans and how without you guys we can't even do it. So it it seems sort of fitting that we're gonna do it on Kickstarter because you guys can then be a part of getting the film made. So uh, we're very very happy with that um uh also we want to uh do uh, one of the sponsors of this live show and the stand-up show i'm doing uh uh, saturday the 11th is uh the podcast lucky we live hawaii uh and their uh website lucky we live 808.com and uh it's all about uh, now there's no missing words in those titles no, that's, I no, that's okay. I try correct. I try to correct James. Sure. I'm like, lucky we live in Hawaii. He goes, no, we're not. We're not. What did he say? We're not big on participles in Hawaii. Is that yeah. what he said? <laughs> that's James's quote. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a cool podcast. To everybody out there listening, um, you know, because uh, we have fans who listen all over the world, and you guys love hearing about new podcasts. There's a couple great podcasts here. One of which we're going to have the guys on and talk about soon. But uh, lucky we live Hawaii is really cool, and you can learn more about. Uh, coming out here and what the islands are all about and how beautiful it is. I've been coming here for years. I love it. That's how the show got set up. And uh, I don't know. We're going to maybe talk to them about maybe doing a pod fest out here. Maybe that's something we might. Can't hurt. You know, I think I know a bunch of podcasters in Los Angeles that would love to come out here. Gee, you think? Just in Los Angeles, the podcasters <laughs> yeah, that want to come anywhere. out here? Oh, my God. Uh, all of North America is frozen and people are just... Eating each other. Yeah, there's cannibalism. <laughs> Here's something I learned. Uh, don't tell your friends who live in Minnesota and Wisconsin that you're coming here because they're not going to be happy for you at no, all. No. There was no like, oh, my God, that's so great. They're all like, fuck off. Yeah. 
it's How a, dare it's a, you? It's a degree here. Yeah, they're like, I'm like, there's an 80 degree difference. It's so great. And you're just like, I went surfing today. I'm on the beach. So like, I had to dig out of my home to go kill someone and eat them. Yeah. Um, I cut my toe on fake coral. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get a Minnie Mouse Band-Aid on my toe. Aww. While I got like a facial or something like that. <laughs> I don't think this pineapple was right temperature. Like that's what I'm complaining about. Oh God! Every year I got family. I used to. I grew up in Chicago. I had no choice. I was born there. Then I moved. I wised up and I left. And every year they're like, "It's so cold." I'm like, "Yeah, move." I moved to Southern California for a reason, so I don't have to listen to your fucking nonsense. I don't get it. Every year, every year. All right. I know there's a bunch of you listening to the show going, "Shut up, Graham." We're they're Muppets, really? apparently. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. They're doing that right now as you were talking yeah. about your family. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Yoda, I guess, is living in Minnesota right now. Mm, cold weather it is. Um, that was horrible. Well, we, let's, uh, let's, you want to bring up our guest? No, I want to do more? more stupid impressions. That's what Are I want to sure? do. Are you sure? Yeah, let's bring up our guest. All right. Um, of 80s puppets? For sure. You want to do... Uh... <laughs> it's not easy being green. Um so, uh, yes, uh, our two guests um, are from the uh, – they, they run uh, – help run Mars Comedy. They've been very instrumental, uh, along with another gentleman, Michael C. Hall, starting a, a really cool comedy scene here on Oahu, which uh, I first got – when I came out here, I think, in 08 or 09, when they were, used to be doing shows at the Pipeline Cafe. And uh, it's been awesome to kind of come back every year and do shows and see, like, uh, a lot of comics. I did a show a year ago. Many of you were here tonight. Um, and to see the like comedy scene grow here, it's, it's been one of the cool things about podcasting and, and this is something I hope to kind of, uh, cover. Make longer. Make it look longer. (laughs) Yeah. This is the longest introduction ever. I remember when I was five, um, my first big wheel. No, um, I just want to, we'll get them up, up here. They're from the guys with issues podcast, uh, ladies and gentlemen, James Mane and Russell Kealoha. Come on up. There are your mics right back there, gentlemen. Come on. Come on up. Yeah, get some photos of this because there's, uh, there's, <laughs> there's a size disparity between Chris and I and uh, these two gentlemen. <laughs> the stage is going to start leaning this way. <laughs> Should we go uh, ho- Hawaiian white dude, Hawaiian white dude, so it's not uneven? Should we, sp- should we spread it out? Um, so I apologize, actually. Uh, James is going to correct me and go, I'm Samoan. Um, yes, I am Samoan. Yeah, sorry, sorry. All right, so guys, uh, welcome to the show, by the way. Give them a big, another round of applause, everybody. Woo, Come thank on. you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Um, so tell everybody uh, who's listening uh, at home and uh, what your, your podcast is. Tell, us, tell them, everybody, what Guys With Issues and Mars Comedy is. Uh, Mars Comedy is a company that we started to try to promote the comedy scene here in Hawaii, stand-up comedy, uh, and then we stumbled into podcasting. Um, uh, Bruce Fisher from, um, see, it's weird that I forgot the name. <laughs> lucky, li- lucky We Live Hawaii? Yeah. So lucky he, We Live he helped, 808.com? He, he helped us start the Guys With Issues podcast. Oh, cool. So what, got, what made you decide to do a podcast? Um, it just looked like a cool thing to do. Hanging out in a, a, an arena with thousands of people. 
<laughs> yeah, you get to do giant like arena to, shows. That, like today? That does sound cool. <laughs> In front of everybody with uh, funny beards? Yeah. <laughs> really, it started with guys just hanging out and talking trash. Right. And then it just, we just enjoyed, it was like a meeting every time we'll meet and we'll just talk trash. We'll record it, maybe somebody will like it. You know, the, the thousands of listens that we have. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> got to start small. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, we, used, it, we used to do little, little back rooms and rock clubs, and now we do giant arenas. So like, you got to like grow. Here, yeah. there, you grow. You there's grow. A, there's a progression. Yes, the, the people in the back are having a hard time hearing us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Can you hear us in the back? <sighs> it was funny because we started out actually at, at Bruce's house, um, and then we progressed into a strip club. <laughs> That's what I I did a podcast of yours when I first came here that was in a storage facility. Like yeah, it was that, in a storage locker. That was actually Chad Waga who was our third on the show. Did it have powers? Yeah. Was there an outlet in the storage? It was facility? the it was they were like, Hey Graham, because I'd met James when I had done a show Pipeline. At Pipeline. Mm-hmm. And and then I came back to do. Did they close the door and like, well, we'll be right back. No, it was. It was this is what it was. And he goes, "Hey, we're doing this." And he gives me the address. I go, "Great." And I get there and it's a storage facility, and and, and Mike, it's actually downstairs. It's at, oh, it's downstairs. From here, you, oh, you okay. have to walk through the pool hall. Oh, that's right. And then I'm at, so, like, walk into this storage facility, and at the end of it is a giant Samoan. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get murdered. Like this yeah. is a <laughs> this is a mob hit. Like yeah. this is a like, why am I standing on plastic? And then. <laughs> And then they just... Samoans don't do that. It's the white people that do that. Oh, that's right. We just beat you up and we take your money. I'm a Chicago guy, so I'm always thinking mob hit. I think everything's a mob hit. I think everything's corrupt in a mob hit. But anyway, so then you guys did the show there, and then you moved to a strip club. That's the thing I love about podcasting. It's in strip clubs. It's above 7... Like Jimmy Pardo's, it's not there anymore. It used to be above a 7-Eleven. Yeah, wherever there's an outlet, you could have a podcast. There's energy, power. Mm -hmm. We've done uh, one episode... Um, the, the strange, the strip club was closed that day, so we ended up going to Starbucks and doing it there outside with the roaches. And well, everything. then you get Wi-Fi too. Yeah. yeah. Did they do a pole dance? Did the bar- baristas any of them do a lap dance? I think certain neighborhoods in Hawaii they do. <laughs> <laughs> Depending where, on the Starbucks. Where, where is that? Where uh, we'll find it. <laughs> we'll find. It depends because certain parts of the island, the the pole dancers are heavier, so. <laughs> You gotta be pretty select with where you end up at. <laughs> yeah. yeah, watch out for the Samoans. All right, the Samoan pole dancers. Yeah. They, they like to take it down and light it on fire and spin it around. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird thing. Uh, all right, so then how long have you guys been doing Guys with Issues now? Like two years? Two years? Two yeah. years. So I, I started um, I started with the, the podcast that you came in on, was the live mic show mm-hmm. with uh, Michael C. Hall. And then Russell was doing two beer queers on YouTube, which right, is right. they taste beer and they tell you if it's good or not. <laughs> and if you're gay, then you're like, <laughs> all the better. All right, all right, cool. All right. Guy has two beers. Turn them. All right. <laughs> Whatever you're into, dude. I'm not judging anybody, you know. The Samoan guy didn't say that. Just like <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then so we, we met through uh, the live mic show, that Michael C. Hall show, and then we decided, hey, you know, why don't we do one? We couldn't come up with anything, though. And say, like, yeah, we're guys that have problems. And then it didn't sound right. And the guys with issues, once somebody, I think Russell said guys with issues. Like, oh, wow, we all just jumped at it. It's That's perfect. what we are. Yes, we have issues. And we're guys. <laughs> we qualify. <laughs> and then we started meeting at Bruce's 
house we called Fantasy Island Studios. We nice. just started making up crazy names for our studios. So that was Fantasy Island Studios. We did with uh, Johnny Sparkles and uh, Peter Austin, the original uh, guys with issues. And then you guys all have out. names like Lounge Acts. Do you realize yes. that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Johnny Sparkles. <laughs> and Russell Kello is not even his real name. What's your real name? Steve Johnson or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's your real name? Steve Johnson? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you'll never know, Graham. <laughs> He's a man of mystery. I still don't even know his real name. Johnny Master Control? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't even know his name. I'm trying to figure it out. But yeah, and then from there, we just, um, we actually, our biggest fan is in Germany. And he's always tweeting, telling everybody to listen. I think we get a lot of listens from him tweeting about the show. That's the greatest thing about podcasting. Mm-hmm. You never know. I mean, you obviously you're doing your show here on a Wahoo, so you're probably assuming, oh, we're going to just get a lot of. I know you get one lunatic shut in. That's a publicity department. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> God only knows what he's doing in his basement. Yes. Um, well, he's originally from Florida, so he's even crazier. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he got kicked out of Florida? <laughs> to Germany. <laughs> to Germany? Wow. That's a, but that, no, that is cool, though, because like, we've, we've talked about it on our show. We've had fans. Um, all over the place. I, like when I did a tour of Australia, we had people coming up uh, after every show. Um, we have a fan actually on the island of Maui, Frank Pulaski, who's oh, yeah. a, he's a yeah, huge... Yeah, so he was like, oh, I'd love to be here, but I'm on the wrong island. Yeah, I know. And it's it's uh, it's awesome. And he he's like a camera guy, and he's always sending us stuff. He just sent me something about an interview. I guess there's a 25% tax credit if you shoot a film here in Hawaii. I'll, which... I'll nod like I know what's going on. <laughs> No, but no, we get a lot of, that's like, uh, we've learned a lot from our fans. Like mm-hmm. we've get information about films. Like if we, if we know when we screw up about a movie, if we say, oh, this was directed Yeah, we get by, emails immediately. No, that was wrong. Before we even post the episode, they, they kind of f- know. Well, I don't know how. <laughs> this, when we, the stuff about, it's specifically when we talked about the Star Trek movie and we made something incorrect from uh, the original series of Star Trek. Holy shit. Trekkies can just, they just wake up like dogs. Like, they yeah. just hear that shit. <laughs> And they just start emailing you. That's actually wrong. The original episode like, started. Okay. <laughs> get like that Scooby-Doo ear that yeah, goes they, up. <laughs> it just goes up and they hear that and they freak out. Um, so maybe uh, we should do some giveaways. Um, all right. Let's do some giveaways. I think because we have – because I don't want to bring this back on the plane. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, 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 you got all those Mickey Mouse bandages yeah. on your foot. <laughs> all right. So we're going to do some quick, uh, quick trivia. We're going to give away a, um, a Snag Films hat. Um, to the first person. So just raise your hand if you think you know the answer to this. Um, we'll try to see it through the sea of people who's raising your yeah, hand, but know. we'll you know, give us we'll a little We'll have page. one of the ushers yeah. in the upper deck. We'll um, just, you know, if we could get a spot on whoever's spot uh, like spot. raising their hands, then we can, we can work on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah get the mask. <laughs> <laughs> the audience is heckling themselves. Yes. The guy in the back goes, oh, why don't you get the master controller to figure it out? That's awesome. I love it when an audience heckles each other. That's the greatest. I couldn't hear it because there's 400,000 people in this venue. Um, half, I just, I just saw the, the guy. The guy was on the Jumbotron. That's how I knew he yeah. said it. That's I saw. Half the island is here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh. Uh, um, all right, so the first, we're going to just, we haven't done, we usually do kitten hand trivia, which we will do, but we're going to just do a sort straight of trivia. straight trivia. Um, Hawaii themed. Hawaii themed. 
Straight trivia. John Philbin, who plays Turtle in the movie North Shore, which we're <laughs> going to talk about later, um, is also in what other famous surf film? Johnny Sparkles? Point Break. Point Break yes, is correct. Sparkles. Nice. Mag Films. Get Sparkles had that answer before I finished. He was like, Point Break. <laughs> Done. <laughs> That's all he does. <laughs> Johnny Sparkles, ladies and gentlemen. He'll be in the Midnight Lounge a little later on tonight singing some great tunes for the ladies. Um, all right, now we're going to do uh, kitten hand quotes. And uh, for those of you who've never heard... What's the prize what, on this one? The prize on this one will be a... Um, shirt? Yeah, a Hello Junkie shirt. Now, um, keep in mind, this is a, uh, this is a large. <laughs> all right, there's... So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And one of the reasons is because we made these special editions, so we only have a limited amount of sizes left. So this is like probably a collector's item. Yeah, that's worth $10 million. Yes, um, I'm just saying. The master controller said, well, I'm not going to answer that. So it's it, what, what I'm saying is even if it won't fit you, you should frame it and put it on your wall. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because you're a lunatic. So we're excluding yes. all the Samoans from this contest. Yes. Right? <laughs> Especially if you live in Germany. Yes. I am. Uh, <laughs> you German fan. All right. Um, all right. So what we do is we take a famous uh, a quote from a uh, from a famous film like um, these aren't the droids you're looking for from Star Wars, but we would say these aren't the kitten hands you're looking for. So you would raise your hand and say uh, the, what the actual words are, which is the, these are the droids you're looking for. And then it's up uh, the ante too. Snag Films hat too, along with the shirt. All right. Yeah. Come on. Let's go crazy. All right. I thought we were going to give those to the guests. I um all right no snake films for you guys <laughs> Mr. Disney man over yeah. here giving away stuff <laughs> Jesus I um uh all right well, well James already has a hat so he <laughs> he's only allowed one hat <laughs> yeah here, here you go here it you probably go. won't fit anyways all right well if it doesn't fit we can raffle it off all right all right. But actually, if it does fit, then we raffle off the hat you're currently wearing. Yeah, you can only... You can only <laughs> yeah. I doubt if there's any one person out of the thousands here yeah. that are going to want this hat. Look at that. I Russell, like, you look like a truck driver. You... He does. Uh, yeah, he does. He, he does. You kind of do. Big, giant, All right, so Hello Junkie muscular. shirt. What is it? All right, Hello Junkie shirt. So here's the, um, the line. Okay, it's a, it's a kitten hand quote. And it's from. Um, you have to name what the movie and the the words that are being replaced. Sure. You're young, kitten, and full of hands. I'll give you a hint. It's from Point Break. Master controller thinks he has it. <laughs> Push the button, master controller. Push the button of your memory. And get yourself a shirt that you can't fit into. <laughs> Should we give him a hint? Sparkles knows the answer? I'd like right, to see him Sparkles, put on the shirt. What is it? If he wins. Yeah, it is. That's correct. Young, there you dumb, go. And well Gary done. Busey says that to Keanu Reeves. Looks like Sparkles is going for the clean sweep. Oh, look at this. <laughs> oh, Master Controller stole it. All right. <laughs> Um, all right. <laughs> Woo! All right. He just threw it back like a wedding bouquet. <laughs> the guy in the back who caught it, you're going to get married. He's going to get married. And it fits me. Uh, yes. <laughs> he threw it back to the skinny section. <laughs> yes. 
That means he's going to be next to start a podcast. <laughs> Boom. Congratulations, sir. We found uh, the one person in Hawaii that that shirt would fit. I know. <laughs> Amazing. It's, it's great. There's two um, of us. <laughs> Military guys don't count, Patrick. The, the next is a hit clown shirt. This is an XL. Okay. Oh, uh, going big. <laughs> I, you know what? Still. That's a Hawaiian medium, right? Yeah. That's what that is. That's a seven-year-old Samoan shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This is a leg warmer. This is. A leg <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's talking about you, Russell. Yeah. You know what? I actually want to make an announcement about this shirt. Um, these are also, uh, we kind of discontinued these. These are collector's items as well. And I'm actually, um, within the next month or two, we're going to be streaming Hit Clown for free so you guys can actually oh, see right the uh, yeah, yeah. short film. Maybe we'll start. Maybe we'll stream Hello Junkie. We for should. Free. We're going to stream both of them. We're, we're rebuilding the website right now, and all the short films will become streaming, and uh, only the uh, features will be paid. Great. All right, here we go. Last question. Here we go. Point, 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 break, point break. Point break. Um, this is the year. Okay. Uh, a movie that was shot here, Pearl, the movie Pearl Harbor, um, which was made by Michael Bay. Oof. Yeah, exactly. Um, in what year did the movie Pearl Harbor come out? Ma- Master Controller. 2003. That is incorrect. Oh. Now, the actual question is, uh, and what year did the abomination Pearl Harbor come <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I do not like Michael Bay movies. All right. Your hand was up, Michael. 1998. Ooh, that is also incorrect. 005. All right. You're not going to just go, oh, oh, 03, oh, 04, oh, 05, oh, 06. In the back. 2001. Boom. That is yes, correct, sir. The go. back row. Late rally. I didn't know. Come up and get it. I didn't see there who answered. Go. Yeah. Congratulations, now, sir. the answer to that question, uh, and what year did the Abomination of Pearl Harbor also come out? We also would have accepted 1941. 1941, we would have accepted that, the year that it actually happened. Um, Is that your cram voice? Yeah, the, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's my game show voice. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, stick around for the bonus round. I did 300 episodes of game show television in this voice, folks. Reading off a prompter, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, that's our uh, that's our uh, comedy show? film nerd trivia. That's yeah. our whole show. <laughs> Wrap it up. Um, so that's the fun, folks. When you come out to the comedy film nerd live shows, we always give stuff away. Um, so those folks in the back, I think they they said they James they bought the Graham package. The Graham package. <laughs> Well, they probably thought it said Grand Package. Yeah, and they just thought it was a tour. Like, where's the helicopter and the Sunset yes. Cruise? <laughs> Why do we got to listen to these two jackasses? Yes. And I got to see that guy twice? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. They just came for the drinks. And you yeah. guys got two shirts. Come on. You yeah. That's a, that's a package. Um, that's part of my package. And, yeah. a, buffet, um, two and shirts? a buffet coupon. <laughs> two shirts yeah, and a buffet coupon. All right. All right. We should actually maybe talk about some movies. Since I think we should. Podcast. We got actually a lot to talk about. Um, all right. The first movie we want to talk about, uh, Chris and I, we both saw this, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Uh, with the exception of the fact that I didn't see it. Okay. So, Chris, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we said we were both going to see this, and he lied to me. No. Um, all right. I saw this. Uh, I went to see 47 Ronin, which we'll talk about we after. We'll talk about this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Almost two people got up and left. They're yeah. like, no way. That Keanu Reeves is a samurai? That is bullshit. Um, that is the, 
All right. It's like Ben Stiller playing an average guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to say, I really, I really wish you see, I want you to see this movie. I will because, see this movie. Because I know when the trailer came out, we were both, you even more than me, were like, this movie doesn't look good. You're not excited about it. I right. really liked it. I okay. Think, I think Ben Stiller actually did a great job with this. I wasn't, I was, I was like, Ben Stiller directing, uh, you know, like I just have meet the Fockers in my head, and I, oh. um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but their last name sounds like a cuss word. Um, <laughs> yeah, isn't it crazy? Is that nuts? Um, he did a really good job with this. Visually, the movie is really cool. Uh, it, 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 I think it, it, it really. I can't say it captured the short story because the purists of the short story are are kind of mad because it just sort of. It takes the kernel of in the short story that, you know, Walter Mitty just has these fantasies. And then in the film, he actually starts living them out. And it's, it's, he sort of wrote almost a, a new story. So if you can kind of let go of, of, of the sh- what the actual short story does, and just, he just made it into this, this, based on that, into this kind of cool film. I, I don't know. I really liked it. And every time, you know, I think it's a movie you kind of need to see on the big screen um, because it is a big film and he travels all over the place and gets these big wide sweeping shots and does really cool inventive stuff with how he lives out these fantasies and how he shows it to you visually. Now, how would you compare it to the original film? The one that came out in the 40s? Yeah. Uh, there's, there, you can't. They're, they're two different. They're two different animals. They're two different, right. completely different things. It's like, yeah, you, you, can't, you can't compare that. Um, right. So it's like Seven Samurai and 47 Ronin. <laughs> Yeah. You're Got not it. letting yeah. that go, are no, you? No, I'm not. Um, oh, I haven't even started yet, but go ahead. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I think it's worth seeing. And I think I was really shocked. I think, you know, I'm not like some giant Ben, ben Stiller fan. I, I was impressed with this. You know, I give each movie, I go in there, you know, whatever preconceived notions, but I'm willing to throw them out the window because, you know, we've talked about this. I want, I want every movie to be good. I want yeah, it to be you entertaining. Yeah, you want to enjoy it. And, and every time the movie started to feel like, oh, maybe it's getting boring or slow, something interesting would happen. And, uh, Was it a little too long? Or? I don't think so. No? You know, okay. it, really, it really kept, every time it started to feel that way, something interesting, a new turn, or you'd be introduced to something that was really cool and inventive. And and Sean Penn's character is not in the movie that much, but but it's a really cool character who he is. It's 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 perfect casting uh, to play this sort of rogue photographer that goes out into war zones and just is and and it's sort of meets with dictators. Yeah, meets with dictators. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think it's worth seeing. I, I really now. Do you feel like it's um, has any Oscar potential or momentum? I think oh, I think, the audience just the, answered the, for the you. The audience just went no. <laughs> you know, it's a good film. I think it's a very strong Oscar year, and I think when you've got movies like Twelve Years a Slave and, yeah, and Forty Seven Forty Seven Ronan, Ronan. Yeah. yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think I think you guys are awesome. I love film nerds. Heckle. Um, it's it's. I think when you've got Captain Phillips and and Gravity and all these amazing films, I don't know. If if Walter Mitty is going to be in the conversation, maybe cin- cinematography. It okay. might it might make it mm-hmm. in for that. Um, special effects. I don't know for special effects. I don't know for. I don't think for directing. Um, so I, nothing. So no, I I think cinematography. Cinematography. I think Ben okay. Stiller might might get a nod. It might. You know what? You know what? It might get a as an actor, not as director. No way. No way. Absolutely not. Absolutely no way. All right. You're right. I think. I don't think he's... Shut down by Master wow. Controller. Master Controller. <laughs> he pressed the button on that one. Yeah. No, sir. Yeah. 
The he just secret watched. life of master control. <laughs> <laughs> he just fantasizes about winning an Oscar. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the Oscar for best beard yeah. <laughs> goes to master controller. <laughs> uh, so. Narrowly beating out guy who didn't pick up Chris. <laughs> Johnny Sparkle's beard was robbed. Um, so, uh, I, I, I mean... Best actor, probably not, because you've got movies like uh, Dallas Buyers Club and stuff like that where you've got amazing performances. It's good. I, here's where I think it might sneak in a surprise nomination, not a win. But since there's 10 uh, best pictures, I think it might sneak in there because sometimes the Academy just sort of, they get five or six right and then they kind of get lazy or something like that. The way the voting happens. They throw a few in to make you watch the show. Yeah. Like yeah. make it a little interesting. Right. They'll put thing. a big, yeah. they, they, they'll put a movie like that in over a movie that just didn't get a lot of box office play like the spectacular now, which right. we both or really blue like. Jasmine, blue although. Jasmine or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't think blue Jasmine is worthy of it personally, but I think that the spectacular now, I think it should be in the conversation for best picture. I don't right. think it will be at all. It's a great film. Sparkles likes it. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really solid movie, but it got, it got such a, a limited release. It didn't get a lot of press. Very few people saw it. So I think when that happens, I think the Academy then goes, they dismiss it. Yeah. They just dismiss it. And it doesn't it. have a huge Oscar nominating no. campaign behind it. It doesn't have a campaign behind it. It doesn't have a bunch of people who've, it's, it's all young kids pretty much. Right. Um, so it doesn't have a bunch of people with all this, you know, Oscar. Buzz. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. people who've won it in the past, right. you know, like, like uh, August Osage all right. County. So now um, right. you, you made me want to see it now. All right. So now let's go to a movie that uh, that Russell and James saw, Anchorman 2. Um, I'll start out by saying I wish I saw Mitty. (laughs) (laughs) My $8 My $8 went the wrong way. $8 is a lot in Hawaii. Um, (laughs) It's like, yeah, the exchange exchange rate. rate. (laughs) It's like 10 taro chips. (laughs) 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 <laughs> it was bad I mean I, there was funny moments but it's just like um, what we talked about the other day was like, they just said hey Will here's like millions and millions of dollars do whatever you want whatever's in your head do it and put it in a movie and there you go Anchorman 2 so did you you like the first one I take it oh I loved the first one right and so did, you went in with the expectation of like when you saw the trailer, were you doing that thing that I and because uh, I saw Anchorman too as well? Were you like, God, I hope it's as funny as the Dodge commercials? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was hoping it was, but it wasn't even. Actually, I ra- would have rather seen. Would have rather seen an hour and a half of those Dodge commercials, right? Than two hours of the. Well, the, there was some funny moments, mm-hmm. some funny scenes. It was like a long. SNL sketch gone wrong right. in the middle, and then they try to clean it up at the end. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to give away some of the movie because I want everybody else to waste money just like I did. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert. Spoiler alert. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Russell, you saw it. What did you think? Yeah, I kind of agree. It was, uh, I don't know, it was kind of long. I, I think the story was there, and then after a while, it kind of just was a mess right towards it. And the third act was a mess. Yeah. He, he actually liked it more than I did. But it was just because of the, the, the sight gags, the, the Will Ferrell. That's about it. It's been in development for a while, too. Yeah. It took a long time to get the screen. Well, yeah, the first one came out over 10 years ago or something like yeah. that. I mean, so the, the, 
that was the thing I, I saw in it is, is again, I, I agree with you guys. Like it had very funny moments and it. Mm-hmm. it had moments where I laughed out loud. And then it had moments where it was like, where is this going? Well, this is going anywhere. Like, like the, 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 clearly Adam Scott and Will Ferrell were just on, and this happens a lot. We've talked about this before in the show. It's so hard to do a comedy sequel. Like, I can't think, I mean, I, I, I don't know if you can get more than count on one hand the number of comedy sequels that were as funny as the original. It's hard to do, man. It is really hard to do. Some of the worst yeah. comedies ever were sequels to really funny movies, like Caddyshack 2 oh, yeah. is like going to make Johnny Sparkles have a heart attack. Um, you ever see Airplane 2? Yeah, Airplane 2. Uh, oh, gosh. Meet the Fockers. <laughs> 48th Ronin. <laughs> that, if they did that as a comedy, that would actually... Yeah. That would actually be... Improvements. <laughs> yeah, I'd see that. <laughs> I kind of want to go see 47 Ronin now because I want to see, you know, them just jumping, Bill and Ted, ex- Esquire, <laughs> excellent. Like, that is actually... Bill and Ted's the the sequel to Bill and Ted actually was one of the few comedy sequels that was just as funny if not funny right because they at what they did they added to it Bill and Ted's bogus journey Bill and Ted's bogus journey they they had the characters do more interesting things and in this in this Anchorman two and they parodied the Seventh Seal by Igmar Bergman that was I mean (laughs) that was genius I mean they're playing you know they're playing games with death. Yeah, I mean that it's it was one of those few movies that like you know it's that formula if you take really dumb characters like Homer Simpson and you write them so smart and that's what they did with the Bill and Ted movies it was especially the second was really funny oh yeah when they're playing Battleship with Death yeah he's yeah. like <laughs> you sunken you sank my Battleship <laughs> best two out of three you bet your ass <laughs> like and they keep beating him at all these kids games that Twister. was yeah. that was yeah, brilliant Twister. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah Twister. But then, like Anchorman Two, to get back to it, they just did stuff that you could tell, like you could almost tell, like having been in some writers' rooms for shows or whatever, that when someone gets really successful, nobody tells them no. You know what I mean? Like someone will come up. You can tell there was just ideas that were pitched where they went, "How about they do this?" and and no one went, "That's not funny" or "That doesn't make sense." They just went, "Yeah, sure, great, do whatever you want." You know, you're a millionaire, and he's welfare. Where's the blow? Yeah, where's, where's the hookers in blow? It's in Hollywood. And uh, yeah, I, I just, I was bummed. I was bummed by it. Yeah, for me, the best part of that watching the movie was it was just me and him and two other people in the whole theater. Very romantic. Yes. <laughs> you guys had a little a bro date, a little guys yeah. with issues. We, we sat right next to each other, yeah. even though it was empty. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> But it was still romantic. Yes. Yes. I had my bag of M&Ms, and it was classic. Now, when you guys go to the movies together, do you just get one giant tub of popcorn, or how does that work? (laughs) Get our own. We get our own. We don't don't cross swords. (laughs) Wait, I'm not asking what you guys did in the the bathroom after. Oh, Um, when it comes to food, us big boys, you know, it's it's like sex. (laughs) So... I don't know where I'm going with this. Guys with Issues podcast, folks. Uh, Check it out. You're going to hear a lot of great stuff like the whole eating is like sex. It starts out intelligent, and then it ends up with big guys talking about sex. Or food. Yeah, food. Food. All right, you had to choose sex with a beautiful woman or the most amazing. Or sex with a box of popcorn. (laughs) 
buttered? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what movie are we watching? Yeah. Di- Diner. Temptations. You like that reference? For nice. the nerds. Yeah. <laughs> See, the best part is the, the popcorn doesn't talk back. Uh, so it's kind of like, yeah. Guys with issues on guys iTunes. Issues. <laughs> this is, I remember when, we, when I was here a year ago and we did, you, James, you and I did Hawaii News Now. And you said guys with issues, and all the female reporters on the show were like, "Oh man, I could go on forever about that." Like, like they, remember when they heard the title? There was like, "Don't they all have yeah. issues?" <laughs> yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever, lady. Yeah, I'm divorced. Anyway, thanks for bringing that up. Um, <laughs> all right, thanks for bringing get, up something that only you and wait, I know about. Wait. We got to get into it. Forty-seven right. Ronin. Right. We got we got to talk about this movie. And, and the, the the problem is. I don't even know where to start with this movie. Was, was it uh, ma- was it Matrix with swords? Well, what, what it Matrix is, is a, three. The thing is, like, not it, the good Matrix. It, it wasn't even like some kind of trifling little movie that just kind of came and went. It was a hundred and seventy-five plus million, yeah. uh, like big hedge fund kind of movie that was supposed to be this giant, like John Carter type movie. But and it was it was an unbelievable disaster. I'm watching this movie, and. You, and what what I loved about this movie is that how it got everything wrong. Here here's the first thing you want to do when you're shooting a samurai movie. You um want to make it about samurais. That's the first what? thing you may want to do. Why would you do. do that? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, and then when you take a famous story like the Forty Seven Ronin, which is uh, based in fact, it's an actual story. Yep. But and then it gets embellished as the storytelling goes. But there's an actual grave that you know a lot of people yep. uh, visit. Um, you don't have to add monsters to it and demons and all this other thing. Now, pick what story you want to tell. There's plenty of great mythology in Japan that you have all this other things that you could do, but don't take this classic story. They have story. samurais. They have yeah. the greatest history yeah. of anything. And then, you know, you, know what, you know what also you should do when you make a samurai movie? Make it Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> That's the other thing you could do. Like, like when you add Keanu Reeves into it, also... There's no character that Keanu Reeves plays in the story. He's literally shoehorned into this movie as the the half breed. Oh god. And then they kept doing this weird backstory with his with his character like he was raised by demons. And then there's this great there's there's so many great scenes. When I say great, I mean horrible. There's so many great scenes. Like there's this one scene like, "Well, this guy was found in the woods. He was raised by demons. He's sure. an outsider. No one likes him." He says he sees a witch and no one believes him. But they totally are on board with him being, they're like, oh, he's a demon. Yeah. yeah. But they're like, stop with the crazy witch talk. Yeah. There, freak. That's, I don't know what you're talking about, demon child. What are you? <laughs> half raised, breed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half breed demon baby raised in yeah. some weird freak forest, but witches, that's, yeah, that's bullshit. Crap. I don't know what you're talking about. That makes no sense. And then my other favorite part of the movie was that. Uh, you know, the 47 Ronin, they're disgraced. They're, they're masterless because he has to commit seppuku due to a um, you know, treachery, which is actually true in the book. It was a... Uh, mm-hmm. with, with, that's, a um, sa- that's part of the samurai code. If yeah. you, you have to commit seppuku. You know. And uh, they need swords. Where are they going to get swords? So they have to... First, they kill some guards. They get a few swords. Right. But that's not enough. So they're like, where are we going to get swords? Not, oh, well, maybe we should steal them. Maybe we should, um, you know... 
um, see if we could get people to donate them or whatever, get some money to buy them. No, go we'll to go like into a the, sword Salvation Army. Yeah, you know what anything, I mean? like, anything, sure. anything would be more real. Kickstarter, Kickstarter, Kickstarter. swords. <laughs> anything would have been more realistic than going into the magic forest to find magic swords. <laughs> and then when you finally get the magic swords, they don't do anything. They, they had no magical power. They had no magical powers. And but the, I think the it's like behold Excalibur. Yes. Uh, it's like, really yeah, it doesn't even cut anything. Mm, it's it's kind of boring. It's stuck in a rock. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, what, what's fascinated me the most about this movie is that if basically you have a Japanese story and you have it told like Lord of the Rings, like in a European fairy tale type style made by Americans who don't give a shit about samurai <laughs> stories. So yeah, you it's... mix all these things together and you've got a kind of mess, but a mess that actually looks really cool. Like the effects yep. look good. The um, the backgrounds look great. There's some the, cool fight scenes. There's some cool fight scenes. Like there's, it, it gets, what's so frustrating is it gets some stuff right. It really does, but it gets the, ma- the broad strokes completely wrong. But, uh, you know, if all that money was just kind of put into kind of a cool, all right, all right, you know, like, here's a good example. If you want to set a movie in Japan, uh, like Last Samurai, you have an American in there, and then the story is organic to having an American there in, you know, in Japan. So, and guess, you know, Tom Cruise, not a half-breed. Yeah, wasn't raised in a weird yeah. forest, even though that's technically what Scientology is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So it was, and, it comes around. and I will say also, and if you have a character that has tattoos all over his body that looks like a skull and a, a skeleton, have him in more than one scene. Yeah, he hired that, that guy. Yeah, he yeah, was literally was... in one scene. So I, it was, uh, again, kudos to the trailer editor because the progression of that trailer made it look like a really cool story. Yeah. And uh, the movie was not that. And it was a real, it, it was. It was a real misfire, and it was a missed opportunity, too, because I think there was a, a cool opportunity to tell that type of story that was blown. And I think, too, like, it, um, it's not surprising that, you know, when this movie was shown in Japan, Japanese audiences were really not happy with it because they took what? this classic story and just made it into just a, yeah, and somebody just yeah. sometimes went shit on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I... I and it's isn't that weird? It didn't open well in Japan. Yeah, well, yeah, no, that's so it's odd. That's that must have surprised a lot of people. I don't know, and I just don't know. I don't know how this movie got made. I don't know where they found the money. It's like, and now, yeah. Does anybody fund movies other than Relativity or uh, I know or Legendary? Right. You know, these, these hedge funds now, you know, because the studios, I think, they have less and less uh, influence well, on the funding. Just, I mean, this movie did like. Fifteen million. It's opening weekend, and it oh yeah, made, it, it crashed and burned. It's I, I don't know how they're going to make their money back, but all right, good luck. Nobody um, cares. The producers are now in Tahiti. They're <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they're in Maui right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So now um, James and I were talking uh, before the show. There's a movie uh, that you really wanted to talk about, North Shore, because you said to me it's like. A black exploitation for, for for Hawaiian people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the local people of Hawaii. Yeah. Yes. North Shore. I guess it's like uh, Forty Seven Ronin. Yeah. Was well, it give us the gist well. of the uh, like what's the what's the story and isn't it an eighties movie? Eighty seven. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a, a kid in Arizona who learned how to surf in a pool. <laughs> 
and then goes to pipeline. Goes totally to, yeah, realistic. Goes to Waimea, goes to pipeline, and challenges all the. To locals be fair, there. it was an infinity pool. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but the thing that I guess offended some of the locals here is they made everything, everything about it. Sure. Well, they made the locals look really ignorant. Right. Which is they are. <laughs> Sorry. Did you hear that, Russell? Go get him. Go get said, him. Said the local. <laughs> yeah, not the local guy. No, but they, like, there's, there's, there. But it's weird because it was. The funny thing is that it's local actors, right? Who are playing these characters that sounded nothing like locals. Yeah. You figure there would be a local person who would know how to speak the the local um, slang properly, but they use. I don't know. They. I remember one of the lines was like, "Hey, Kook, what's the haps or something?" Yeah. It was like, like, it, it was just weird. Did my mom write this dialogue? Like, what's... He's, he's like, uh, like Howley is a term you guys hear a lot with this, what the locals call the white tourists that come down. He's like, he's so Howley. He's, he's a Barney. I was like, Barney? What the hell is they, they created slang. Yeah, they, they created, from, from this movie. created slang yeah. just for the movie. Kookmeyer. I was like, what is that? A Kookmeyer? Yeah. Did they, does this movie feel like it tried to be like Karate Kid on the waves? Probably. I had this, the same similar song. That's an insult to Karate Kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's Boys in the Hood. It's Boys in the Hood. It's so, so, there, this, so someone in the audience just said it's like Boys in the Hood. I don't, I don't see it. At the beach. <laughs> so they... It's karate. All right. So, we, so he gets here and has to, to fight guys to surf. And, and then he, he hooks up with one of the there. Of course, he hooks up with the guys he's fighting. He hooks up with their cousin. Or Nia something. Peoples. Yeah. There's a scene in that movie, if I remember correctly, where he. She, oh, so it's also like West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. All three of them. T- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Airborne, Karate Kid. <laughs> Right. Okay. Um, there's a scene there where <laughs> these guys are these guys are just yelling out all these shitty movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wish we had these guys fight. They're just yeah. like Cannonball Run. Yeah. <laughs> Meatballs. Meatballs. Ishtar. Ishtar. Meatballs too. Well, there's a scene where Nia Peoples, I think, gets done with a photo shoot, and he picks her. She's like, "Can I get oh, a yeah. ride?" And it's nighttime, and they talk in the car, and then when he drops her off, it's day. Like they just didn't even. They had no master controller in the edit bay. <laughs> so what happened in between? I don't know. This is uh, on the North Shore. The nighttime is eight minutes long. It's like uh, it's like the North Pole in the summer. Because like, it's close oh, to yeah. Alaska. Right. It's, it's close yeah, to Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Hawaii time. There yeah. you go. <laughs> nice. Yes, yeah. that's what it is. It's a good callback. It was just so weird. And, like, you get confused because of the... They made like the most spiritual local person a white guy named Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is like uh, Johnny Depp playing a uh, Indian in yeah. Lone Ranger. Yes, very mystic. Oh God, it was so weird. Like they're out. Did he have a bird on his head that he fed? <laughs> it was weird because they were out watching waves, and he was like, "We're surfing." I was like, "What?" Said, Notice where the surf breaks. Don't be there. He was trying to make it into some kind of mysterious surf god or something. That's correct. Yeah, that yeah. I guess Chandler was Mr. Miyagi. Oh, all right. Okay. So he was like, he had him like, surf on, surf off. Yeah. Like, <laughs> wax on, wax off the board. 
<laughs> Let's see, wax on and wax off the board. Oh, I want to do a North Shore parody. It would be exactly the same as the movie. <laughs> you have to make a good version of North Shore. <laughs> okay. Um, and the thing I hated the most, no Samoans. No Samoans. Oh, that was the best part of it. <laughs> Uh-oh, here we go. Uh-oh. Blood feud. He doesn't say much, but Guys he just hits me right in yeah. the gut. He just waits to just throw one in yeah, there. Yeah, he's, like he's like a verbal sniper. Yeah, yeah. he is. <laughs> Hard to miss him. Uh, Guys with issues, ladies and gentlemen. We're just going to let you guys go at each other. This is going to be fun. Now, okay, let's. Now we've obviously talked about the most horrible surf movie ever made. What would you consider the best surf movie ever made? Blue Crush. (laughs) (laughs) Blue Crush, Russell, is genius. He is, yeah. Why do you love Blue Crush, Russell? I don't. I was joking. What? How dare you? Oscar-nominated Blue Crush. Uh, I mean, how just, dare you joke on a comedy show like this? How dare you do that? Shame on you. I'm so insulted. I mean, honestly, I that movie is brilliant because they're just like cute girls in bikinis and then great. Uh, here's the thing. I, I'm, I am a little bit of a Blue Crush apologist only because there's camera work in there. They did really cool stuff of getting the cameras in waves and stuff like that. Like surf photographers are done. They, they took that and went, let's use that for making a film because the surf footage in there is actually kind of awesome. The story is whatever. Yeah, Kate Bosworth. In I'm still wondering, are they local or are they white people that live here? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, see, it's just, that's why it's so weird. Like, a lot of movies, they'll have, like, locals or Hawaiians played by Asian people. Well, who was in Blue Crush? Who were the three leads? Kate Bos- Bosworth, Michelle Rodriguez. Um, I think this is before she started racking up DUIs. Yeah. And, uh, that's when it started. That's when it started. And then... Um, and they were cleaning the hotel next to Alani where you're staying right. at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're cleaning the... Um, and then the story was she fell in love. The Pro Bowl was in town, so she fell in love with an NFL quarterback. Um, Who was played by the dude from Legally Blonde? Yes. Oh, that's another movie you want to talk about. <laughs> no, <that's> just... <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back. Ever. It always comes back to Legally Blonde for me. Soul Surfer. Now we. Now that's the we we, we talked about that that movie on the yes. show. That's the mm-hmm. movie uh, about um, the girl got her the shark attack. And yeah, it was her. based on a true story. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll tell you, it was. Um, it, it wasn't a bad movie. It was it was a pretty decent portrayal. Um, although I always wanted to see that movie with somebody who didn't know the story, and then like sitting, and then when the shark came and bit the girls off, and just to watch them go, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> That's an intense but, scene. But and uh, it, it, and it was shot so perfectly because it was very downplayed. Like this really happened. This is how it happened, and there's nothing grandiose about it. It right. was just something horrible that happened. Um, and they did it. They didn't. They didn't like the thing. I give them credit for was that the, the shark attack scene. It wasn't like slow mo. No, it wasn't no. like music or anything. She's just surfing and then boom, and it's yeah, like horrifying and quick. And, and, and the, the movie definitely had some problems, though, especially like the casting was very odd. Yeah. It felt like, well, who's on vacation in Hawaii while we're yeah. shooting? Oh, I Kevin. think that's how most of those movies are made. Yeah, man. yeah. Oh, I think somebody just went, "Hey, let's go vacation." Oh, Kevin Sorbo is here. Yeah, oh, <laughs> it's kind of perfect. Yeah. Kind of how this show started. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's I mean, exactly right. That's exactly how this show. We started. are, we are a perfect <laughs> example of that. 
That's how Hawaii gets its talents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who's on vacation in Hawaii? Uh, yeah. Hey, Kook, what's the haps? <laughs> um. Yeah, there is no travel budget for actors working in movies in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, man. They just walk down Waikiki and go, you, hey, want to be in a film? Yeah. Sure. So let me hear your voice. You sound good. Let's go. <laughs> Have you ever surfed? No. doesn't matter. You're yeah. going to be champion. Point Break is a, a surfing movie, right? Yeah. I, I, lo- I really. Sure. Point, point Break's a point surfing break, movie. I put it on par with with Karate Kid in terms of there's cheesy moments in it, but then there's great moments in it. Like, I'm sorry, Patrick Swayze is, he's genius. He's great in everything he does. And even... Mm, Kind of a blanket statement. No, he's amazing. He's amazing. Outsiders. In this, he's he's amazing in Red Dawn. He's amazing. And it's always kind of cheesy. Well, I can't agree with, I can't disagree with you yet. Go ahead. (laughs) I mean... He, Roadhouse, Roadhouse is amazing. Dalton. All right, now I can disagree. What? Roadhouse Roadhouse. is great. Uh, Sam Elliott. Although I will say, here's a very little-known Patrick Swayze movie, Steel Dawn, where he plays a post-apocalyptic samurai. Perfect. You will enjoy that. He's the 48th Ronin. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a really, really fun movie. It's Oscar-worthy. It's completely Oscar-worthy. Oh, he should, man. He should. I, yeah, I, I got to go, I think, point blank. I mean, obviously, there's – we talked about on the show, too, um, uh, outsiders, The Outsiders. Of course, yes. Endless Summer's good. Um, Big Wednesday. We don't have IMDb up yet. Well, you guys are battling between – talk- some of you were talking about best surf movie, and some of you were talking about best Swayze movie. <laughs> that's where point break yeah. is the that, apex that's of those. The mi- that's the middle of the Venn diagram. Yeah, that's <laughs> where they intersect. <laughs> and it all comes together. <laughs> this audience is perfect. Um, yeah, point break. I could, wa- I could watch that on a loop, man. I could watch point break on a loop. Um, the, the weird thing is, as yeah. much as I was... When they fight the surf Nazis in Malibu, like, it's so... The guy cuts his, his leash. Oh, it's insane. The movie, the movie's... Come on. Red Hot Chili Peppers is in it. Um, it's... it's uh, Johnny Utah. Johnny... His name is Johnny Utah. Of course. He blew out his knee, and that's why he couldn't go pro. Johnny Utah. Come on. Gary Busey, who's got some crazy idea, and they're all laughing at him. Yeah, yeah, he thinks they're surfers. Ah, ha, ha. The FBI agents are morons. Sounds just like him, too. That's exactly how they talk. <laughs> they wear presidents' masks, and they what? say quotes from those presidents as they rob the banks. I wonder if they filmed it today, who would wear Obama's mask? <laughs> yeah. Anthony Mackie. Anthony Mackie. <laughs> or maybe oh. Turtle from North Shore. I think Turtle from North Shore. Don Cheadle would be the only one who could pull it off. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Planet. And give it a little, yeah, gravity. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Terra Tower. Terra Tower could do it, yeah. Holy shit. You guys. So, a war machine then, basically. Yes, <laughs> yes. Russell, ladies and gentlemen, Russell's. <laughs> Everyone who played War Machine. Every 11 minutes, Russell chimes in. <laughs> Push the button. He's the master controller of this yeah. show. Yeah. Every time the master control guy pushes the button, Russell says something. <laughs> Oh, should we do questions? Yeah, we Patrick questions, has a question. Actually. Patrick. All right, we are now going to open up the floor to a couple of questions as we ra- wrap up the show. Wrap up. Patrick. Yes. Anybody notice that, point, speaking of point break, is it not the same as Fast and Furious? Only except for surfboards, cars? 
Yes, Pat. So the, que- the question Remarkably on the floor. Remarkably similar. The question on the floor is, are, is Point Break almost identical to Fast and Furious? And the answer to that, sir, is yes. Uh, with the exception of the shirts are tighter. Yeah, and, and Point Break yeah. doesn't have The Rock, who in the last Fast and Furious is pure genius when he just walks into a room and goes, lock it down, and nobody does anything or changes what they're doing. He's always flexing. He's holding like an envelope, and he's like flexing. He's like, here are the reports. He's in the same T-shirt yeah. throughout the whole movie. They fly all over the world chasing bad guys. Why don't they make shirts in my size? Yeah. Just paint it on. I can relate to that. <laughs> they don't make sure it's my size. <laughs> but right. both both movies have have one actor that's dead. Yeah. Did I bring it down? <laughs> wow. Too soon. James Mane bringing it way down. <laughs> Guys Jimmy. with issues on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best plug. These for are your... just facts. Yes. No, they are. I didn't make oh, that no. up. No, they're great. We're not you disagreeing. Any, you have any other great <laughs> facts you want to slow yeah. this? <laughs> Recession still going on, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do we have two more, qu- two more questions? Sure. All right. This question is from the Master Controller, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Have you seen the trailer for The Man of Tai Chi? I have seen the trailer for The a Man of Tai Chi. I feel Yeah, he just well, went... Well, I think he put the same effort into both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know why... What, what, why is Keanu Reeves? I mean, he played he played uh, Buddha in a movie. Like, does he know he's a white guy? Yeah. Like, what is going on? What yeah. is his, What who's he going to play next? Like the Emperor Hirohito by like Mandela. Yeah, he's going to. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves is going to play Mandela. A long walk to the Ronin Town. What? That makes no sense. Isn't isn't Keanu Reeves part Hawaiian or something? Or is just for is? real, like for real, or just like his brother's a surf, a professional surfer, okay. right? Oh well, that makes you Hawaiian then. Yeah, because <laughs> only Hawaiians surf, yeah. right, Graham? Yes, that's true. Graham Kavika, but yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm changing, I'm I, I actually, but yeah, to say that, I, I don't know why all of a sudden all these Asian themed movies that Keanu Reeves is starring in are coming out right now, but uh, I, I, you know, I look forward to. Uh, you know, more. Next one. I don't know what another. Uh, uh, you know, a Last Samurai sequel. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't get what I don't get what he's doing. I don't. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why. He's, Neither does the audience. Yeah, he's, apparently he obviously has some issues. Yeah, he yes, should be. Yes, he does. He, he should be, be on your podcast. He should yeah. be. So okay, next question. Michael C. Hall is just asked. You asking me or all of us? Yeah, yeah. All right. The, the question. Yeah, what's your favorite surf documentary? We'll start with you, James. Um, the one that has the sun in it. What? <laughs> I don't watch. I'm not a surfer. I don't know if you. I look brown. I look like I surf, but I actually don't. No, you don't. You don't Endless look like summer. you surf. You don't look like you surf. Endless summer. <laughs> he, just, he just picked one. Grease too. Grease. Cool, cool rider. Yeah, cool was ride. on a surfboard. Yeah, Bring a dude, cool, just yelling cool, him out. <laughs> cool, cool rider. Bridge over the river, Kwai. <laughs> Shawshank right. Redemption. All right, that's a good surf movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. all right, Russell. Russell. Documentary. Yeah. Step into liquid. Yeah. Great. Oh, that's what I meant. 
Yeah, that's yeah. a great documentary. Right. Step in the Lick was an awesome documentary because it really goes it goes that's the one that goes all over the world basically. Right. And that's the one if I'm not mistaken that has the Vietnam vet who goes back to the surf break in Vietnam that he used to surf when he was during the war and it's like this big kind of emotional homecoming for what he went through in the war and sort of making peace with what he went through and using surfing to sort of make peace with what he went through in the war. Kind of yes. like the scene from like Apocalypse Now yeah, when they were surfing. Yeah. Yeah, and he goes back, and so the documentary came out maybe 10 years ago. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's the one. James. You know, I got to say, when James agrees, you believe him, though. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah committed. No, he because he's, he's 6'8", and he's 400 pounds. Like, what are you going to disagree with him? Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Um, my apologies, sir. Um, that's why you agree with him. Because he could pull off my head and eat it. Uh, <laughs> and still be hungry. Yeah. Um, I would, I would, my, I think uh, Riding Giants is my, my favorite uh, surf documentary because it's, um, it, it, it was so cool. Um, first of all, Stacy Peralta directs it, who did Dogtown and Z-Boys. So his, his, his documentary style I really like. Um, it's kind of the way he sort of does it, almost like Kid Stays in the Picture, in terms of using, uh, he, making the still photography move, the photos and stuff. And then he just gets great interviews. And he, you know, he really also, with that film, captured the history of surfing, how it's from uh, Hawaiian royalty. You know, it literally was the, the sport of kings and how uh, when Hawaiian royalty surfed, everyone else had to kneel. No one could stand at this. Like, And so bringing the history to it, it's a kind of movie that obviously if you're a surfer, you're going to really like it, but it also does that thing that any good documentary does, which is you don't have to be Hawaiian, you don't have to know anything about surfing to watch that film and be engaged and go, holy shit, it, it, it opens up... Um, this whole world of, of especially the, the large portion of the film where they talk about those guys that were that were surfing the North Shore in the fifties, back before anybody knew what it was, and how they would just they would talk about they'd be poor and they'd go out and and spearfish. They'd surf all day and then spearfish, and nobody would knew it was up there. And it was just they what would, was the name of this one? Um, uh, Riding Giants. Sorry, I just <laughs> forgot about it. Greece. <laughs> Grease, Grease, Grease 3. Oh, I got one now. I'm sorry. All right. I just remembered one. Is, you want to go ahead? or No, go ahead. No, go ahead. The right Eddie Icow story, the 30 for 30. Or was it 60? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, was... It just popped in there. No, that remember. was great, too, the, the Eddie Icow one, because, um, again, for people listening at home who don't know who, who Eddie Icow was, uh, there's, a, there's a the 30 for 30, uh, and there's also a great book called Eddie Would Go, and that's... Mm. If anyone's ever been out here... Uh, if you ever traveled to Oahu, you see – I know a lot of people come from the main. They're like, what does that mean, Eddie would go? And that, that 30 for 30 and the book talks about who he, who he was Mm-mm. and, like, you know, he was a lifeguard on the North Waimea. Shore. Yeah, Waimea. And that was awesome. Yeah. Like what, what, going a little more specifics about that 30 for 30 that resonated with you. James. I like the beginning part where they were talking about um, what surfing was for, like, Duke Kahanamoku. And it was um, who's the considered the the Johnny Appleseed of of surfing? Is it Johnny Appleseed? That's what they call it. And they that's actually a reference. To I've never heard a Hawaiian say that before. Well, that they 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 say that in Riding Giants about Duke how Duke Hanamoku is the Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> hey, brother. Well, no, he. <laughs> <laughs> no, but 
what they say that because he brought surfing to the mainland in like whatever the twenties and, and 30s. apples and apples, yeah, apple, yeah. Um, apple, well, apple actually, surfing cakes. Coconuts are the seeds <laughs> of the coconut. Sorry, so off track there. Good point. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, but yeah, and they were talking about how the um, I guess like the California boys or whatever started coming down, started taking over the beaches, and um, a lot of the locals had like were trying to find where they could surf. They they, they were getting pushed out of their beaches and i mean i wasn't around that time but <laughs> thanks russell <laughs> i guess the 11 minute mark came yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, like that like i didn't know about that history of surfing so that kind of like oh wow it, it showed me um because i knew up until what happened with eddie akau is he went on the whole laulio and then they went out the Hokulea. to... Hokulea. See, I make up stuff sometimes. <laughs> I do that. That's what Russell's here for, is to correct. But that, to, to anyone listening at home, explain what that was, that, that, that ship that he went on. Oh, go ahead. You're doing a good job. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. You got Controller. another 11 minutes. Yeah. Okay. No, so they went out and they wanted to travel the way the ancient Polynesians traveled, which is no instruments, just reading the stars... Um, the birds, the wind, the ocean currents. Between here and Tahiti, right? Yeah, that's where they were going to try first, was from here to Tahiti. and um, Yeah, hand-built boat. They wanted to use, the, like, the original. They didn't want to use any modern equipment. Yeah, like, yeah. that was all part of it was sort of getting back to the roots. Yeah, yeah. Which is um, what they wanted to promote was that before, you know, Captain Cook came over, mm-hmm. The Polynesians already mapped out the whole Pacific, right. South Pacific, Hawaii. We, they knew where every island was just by looking up at the stars. Right. So th- that's what they wanted to bring back. That, um, what's this? Kainoa Thompson? Nainoa. Nainoa. I make up names sometimes. <laughs> Nainoa Thompson um, learned actually from a, a Micronesian um, person, right? Because there's, no, there's, there's nobody that knew it, uh, how to do it. Right. So they went to this uh, o- older Micronesian guy, and he taught him how to do it, how to read the stars and stuff like that. So they were trying to get to um, Tahiti. The um, They got just outside of radar, I think, from the islands, and, and then a big wave top- toppled the um, Ho'olaulea. Hokulea. Hokulea. <laughs> Ho'olaulea is a party. <laughs> yes, it is. A big wave hit the boat, and a party started. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Russell, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he only jumps in when it's to insult me. <laughs> so there's more of that on the Guys with Issues podcast. <laughs> um, so the Hokulea toppled over. They were thinking they were they're you know they're gonna die. Um, um, Eddie Aikau, being the person that he was, decided I'll go and try to swim back to land and get help. He went out, and that was his thing when he was the lifeguard at Waimea Beach. This he, is a beach, by the way, for anybody listening at home, that gets 30, 40-foot waves, like he, giant. And yeah. he, was, he was a lifeguard in the, like, the toughest conditions. He was yeah, amazing. And the thing that he's known for is no one died, drowned right. at his beach while he was working. Right. Um, so, and this is back in the days when they didn't have, like, um, you know, somebody can like, GPS or whatever. They, right. they didn't have instruments. He was just looking out and somebody needs help. He'll go and save them. They didn't even have whistles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, so anyways, he decides. Um, 
He guys decides. with his shoes. <laughs> he I decides. think Chris just had a Russell moment. Yeah, I did. Like, uh oh. He decides the whole laulea is over. <laughs> <laughs> no more whole laulea-ing. And he says, you know, he gets on his board and he says, I'm going to swim for help because I don't want, he didn't want anybody to die. He went out. Um, the boat was discovered by, uh, the canoe was discovered by a passing plane. Mm-hmm. And then, thanks. Well, the last flare that they shot up was seen by a plane. So help came out and rescued them. When they got back to shore, they're all like, you know, um, I think um, Eddie Aikal's family was there, and they're like, where's Eddie? Where's Eddie? And the people who were being rescued were thinking, Eddie made it and sent the people to come and save us. But it turned out Eddie didn't make it back. So even though everything was against him, I mean, he's like saying, hey, you're on the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, I'll go. You know, I, I'm, you know, I'll do it. I'll save all of us and I'll go for it. And that's where the Eddie would go. There's, there's a, a and that's the saying here. Yeah. yeah. Eddie would go. Town. And which sort of means like, you know, which is being used wrong sometimes nowadays. It was like, Oh man, tired. We going, you were not drink. I don't want to go. Boo. Eddie would go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's incorrect. That is incorrect, sir. Eddie would go to help people, not to get his load on. Do not um, use it that way. But there's another great surf documentary that, if you really want to get that whole era, what was going on in the 70s, called uh, Busting Down the Doors, which is about these uh, Australian surfers that came here and sort of changed surfing, yeah. but they pissed a lot of people off. They yeah, did, that was they, in the, same, uh, the Eddie Aikau documentary also. And a, a lot of locals on the North Shore wanted to, like, kill them. Like yeah. they were, they were fearing for their lives, and it was Eddie Aikau who like brokered a peace, who yeah. said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, man, we gotta, we gotta." The hui, right? Mm-hmm. And which was on North Shore as well. And the so hui. that's like, if you watch that thirty for thirty, busting down the doors and riding giants, you can really get a great sense of of the the history of, of surfing, especially on this side of Oahu and on the North Shore. It's 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 great stuff. And Eddie Aikau, now they have. Um, the Eddie Surf Competition, which only goes, I think the waves are going to be 30 feet or higher or something like that. So some years they don't have it. And it's yeah. like, it's, yeah, that's, that's amazing. So uh, for anybody listening at home, uh, it's more stuff to, to get um, your, your knowledge and history of Oahu. So anybody listening at home, check it out and come visit. Got, um, got serious. It got serious, Chris. I know. I get, yeah. I get serious well, on the show. Close to your heart. It is. Very much so. Uh, um, so we should wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap yeah. it up. Um, all right. So, yeah, there's only one movie coming out this week, The Legend of Hercules. Oh, and it looks amazing. Is Keanu Reeves playing Hercules? Yes. Uh, he, he may as well be. God damn. He just it's wants a, to play everybody. Like, I want to be Martin Luther King. Oh, I wanted, I, to be in the, <laughs> I wanted to be in the room with that I want to play Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Um, it's like, well, whoa. if Twilight... Was with Greek mythology. Oh God! Let's make this movie. It looks. This, yeah, the trailer is is amazing. This, you have to see the trailer. It's insane. This is the time of year we talk about all. It's every January. Dumping ground. Yeah. Dumping ground for shitty films. So just go see all the Oscar yeah, nominated ca- movies. It's that, a good time to catch up on the yeah. good, the better movies. Because they what they do is they release the the Oscar contenders in L.A. and New York in December, and then they go wide yeah, release they, in January and February. So go check out. There's all those. There's really solid movies out there. Like. Dallas Buyers Club and all that stuff. Her just came out. So that. let's uh, let you guys do one last plug before we go. Russell, James, where can people listen and find your show on the internets, Twitter, Facebook, all that? You can hit up our website at marscomedy.com. Uh, you can check out Guys With Issues on iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, and um, Spreaker. We sometimes 
uh, we'll podcast or stream live via Spreaker. Okay. To uh, hopefully everybody on the island is listening. The numbers don't quite show it, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we get everybody. Yeah. We get, <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> Half the island's here. Thank you. <laughs> um, and what are you, uh, do you have any um, Facebook or Twitter handles or anything? Yeah, we have the, um, well, there's mine's uh, a comedian, James Money. Uh, the Guys With Issues uh, is facebook.com slash guys with issues. It's pretty simple. Okay. Um, our big shout out to our sponsors at um, hawaii-aloha.com. For all your travel needs. It's a, <laughs> we're programmed out. See, Master Controller. Nice. Came up. So. Cool. And Russell, uh, fake name, Master Controller. Russell, you got any, any plugs, any websites? No, he said it all. Sweet. Thank you. All right. All right, guys. Um, well, thank we, you so much, man. Yeah, and we did actually bring a couple books and a couple Whistling Bane t-shirts. Yeah. We'll be so over we'll there be if you want to buy any autograph, sign, whatever. merchandise afterwards. Yay! Yeah. You Ladies guys, and gentlemen, we want to thank you guys so, so awesome. much. This was so awesome to come out here. Thank you so much, James Monet, Russell. All of you. My name is Graham Elwood. I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Shot First. Thank you. Woo!